and welcome to the Woods Water Mizzou podcast, episode number seven. I'm one year co host Skeeter, and along with me tonight, as always, Cole and Case. How are y'all doing? Good. Doing well. Fellas, let's get right into it. Last week, uh, Mizzou hangs on by the skin of their teeth. 17 14, got our first SEC win of the year. Uh, I made a statement Saturday on Twitter. Uh, said, I don't believe in moral victories, but this definitely feels like a moral loss. Uh, I don't know how else to sum it up. Well, I get it. I think, and I listen to a few podcasts, I think we're being a little negative. I, mean, I get it. It's not a, wasn't a great win. Doesn't put a lot of confidence in anyone, but it is a win. It could have gone worse. We could have lost that game. Yes. But uh, defense, the defense played a lights out game. They had one bad play where they took bad angles and they missed a, missed a tackle and let that guy go 80 yards for a touchdown. If you take that out, defense literally played a perfect game. And then they recovered from that and they got a fourth down stop to win the game. So hang your hat on that. Hang your hat. The defense um, played really well. I saw a stat from SEC StatCast, which is a really good Twitter account, that Mizzou was the number one tackle for loss per play team in the SEC last week. And it was by a wide margin. I should have that in front of me. I don't, but it was by a pretty big margin. So defense is flying around making plays. Um, hang your hat on that. Offense, obviously, is we're making a problem. As problems are happening, um, offensive line continues to be an Achilles heel for this team, and I think is leading Cook to more problems. But uh, I get it, moral loss. But man. Defense played well. We should we should we should be happy about that. Yep. Um, man, I don't. How do I follow that up? There's there's not much to uh, there's not much to add on to that because everything you said was exactly right. I mean, they're uh, they're run you know running back that we were uh, you know I guess looking at shutting down Ray Davis. Um, Fifteen carries for twenty eight yards, I believe. Yeah, that's what I'm showing here. So two yards a pop, um, less than two yards a pop. So yeah, defense played great. Uh, defense won that game, literally. Um, you know, not only from the fourth down stop, but also, you know, just keeping getting them off the field. But you know, there for a while, man, it was it was a punting match. It really was. See, yeah. you know, who could flip the field and who could uh, who could give up a big play? And we're lucky that we were in a spot to where um, that the big play that Vanny made. Didn't, didn't hurt us that bad. Yeah. Uh, you you talk about their offensive player, their defensive player. Boy, that uh, guy, Orgy, he was all over the freaking field. Like, uh, was really impressed by him. He was, he was really good. Uh, I got to, you know, me, I'm a numbers person, so I had to look, look at the numbers, and it was a tale of two halves. Uh, first half, uh, you know, of course, we went in a halftime up 17 nothing, but uh, we had 35 plays for 242 yards, average 6.9 yards per play, three scoring drives, two touchdowns, and a field goal, three punts, and one turnover. Second half, we ran 30 plays for 83 yards, 2.7 yards per play, three turnovers, uh, two punts, and a missed field goal. Uh, just offense, it was like the light switch got turned off there. And yep. Yeah. 
And even when we had some spark, you know, Pete's fumble, you know, stomp that out. Yeah. It's just the costly mistakes at the absolute worst time that we seem to be doing it to ourselves. Uh, but the boys hung in there. They they didn't get defeated or deflated. And they come out with a win and we got to light the dome on homecoming. So that's, that's worth celebrating, as Drink says. Uh, I kind of wanted to break it down, got to – thinking about it and I'm, I may do each week this way, but the good, the bad, the ugly uh, seems like all of our games, <laughs> we have some good we can find. We have some bad we can find. And there's been some ugly in every game. It seems like Yeah, uh, I, I like to end on a good note. So let, let's start with the ugly. Uh, Brady Cook, I was torn on where to put him, whether the bad or the ugly. I decided to go with the ugly. Uh, when you when you just glance at his numbers, it's not bad. 17 to 25 for 211, one touchdown, one interception. He also had the one fumble on the goal line. He had 11 rushes for negative one yard. Uh, man, from quarterback, I know you, you know, we, we say the line. Uh, with a quarterback that can read the defense, and it, it may be play calling on drink. Um, I may be putting too much on Brady here, but, you know, e- even when he took the hit at the goal line and fumbled, that guy jumped over Pete, and it was like Brady never even saw him when he was six foot in the air, two foot in front of him. <laughs> yeah. and so it, it's pocket awareness. Uh, for as much as he likes running, so many t- – so many times it's like run and he just stands there and takes unnecessary sacks. Uh, you know, there's yeah. one play where he scrambled and he, he could have threw the ball away. He had like eight seconds of line protection. Uh, if nobody's open, he runs out of the pocket and he about ran for a one yard loss. Like I think we got a favorable spot out of it, but throw the damn ball away. Throw it, throw it. Out of the sideline, across the line of scrimmage, you're out of the pocket. It's not Ill- illegal to do. Do not chance taking a loss there. You know, so just his decision-making in general frustrates the daylights out of me. Yeah. Uh, and then that, um, that play that play happened right in front of us. Um, it was in the south end zone. Um, and where we were sitting, um, you could tell he was looking – uh, to his left and, yes. you know, in the process of throwing the ball, looking towards the West to the, to the Mizzou sideline um, and was in the process of a throwing motion or, you know, starting it at least. But yeah, the, uh, I don't know, man, just a heck of a player or a heck of a play by that, uh, by that defensive player that, that, you know, ended up making that play, but it it is what it is. We're just lucky it didn't cost us game. I think what makes it worse because it was it was just a good play. I mean, I agree. Cook should have a little more awareness there, but it was just a great play. What made it worse was that kickoff got caught in the air and fell right in front of a Vandy player for essentially a long onside. Was the yeah. next play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we went from a touchdown and giving the ball back right immediately, and that did not not feel like some typical Mizzou like screwery going on. Like Kentucky yeah. scored with no time on the clock, or 
doink donk off the goalpost. That felt like I'm, I'm I'm glad we won because when that happened while well, staying there in the stadium, I was like, here we go. Like this is classic Mizzou like loss right here. Yeah. My uh, I only had three uglies. Uh, my second one was four turnovers. Uh, not too many ball games are you going to win with four turnovers. Uh, so we're very fortunate in that aspect. Like you say, it felt like we were trying to give them the win. Like we were trying to find a way to lose the game, but thankfully we didn't. Uh, my last ugly was Nathaniel Pete. Uh, 11 carries, eight yards for 0.7 average, uh, not even averaging a yard a carry, and the one fumble. When he when he did uh, break one for positive yards, he fumbled. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it sounds like he's lost his starting role, according to Drink. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, as far as the bad, offensive line gave up three sacks. Uh, we rushed – the ball 40 times for an average of 97 yards uh, or for 40 attempts for 97 yards, an average of 2.4 yards of carry. Uh, that's, that's not, not too good. And I know a lot of that was second half. I think we only attempted, attempted like six passes in the second half. So uh, I know a lot of that is drinks play calling went conservative playing to not lose the game. Just trying to run the clock out. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, as Case alluded to earlier, the 80-yard touchdown by defense, like, I, I paused it at one time. There were four defenders within three yards and seven defenders within 10 yards uh, within his first couple steps of catching the ball. <laughs> it was just, like, he just magically weaved his way through there without really being touched, and he was gone. Yeah, so, that was the uh, that was another play that was you know they were driving north, um, and just you know a little quick pass outside, and as soon as um, as soon as he got that first block, whoever was blocking the corner on that side, I'm assuming it would have been Rake Straw. Um, it was just simple. It was bad angles. It was a pass to the wide side of the field, and everybody was trying to you know cover back on on that side and just couldn't catch him. Um, you know, it, it stinks, but it is what it is. If, if one one bad play a game is all we give up on defense, I'll take that over years past. Heck yeah, man. For sure. Uh, as far as the good, shout out to you two and the other 60,616. There's 60,618 total attendance, according to ESPN. Uh, I believe Vandy was three and four and Mizzou was two and four. Mm-hmm. Uh and a crowd of over 60,000 showed up. So there we are with our high school stadium and atmosphere <laughs> that people love to talk about, and they can take it no. and show. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's more people in your part of the world skier than anything. The yes. People down there in Arkansas, they're awfully obsessed about it. I do not do not respect this as a fan base. Right. Um, but don't forget, it's not a rivalry. Yeah. It's not a rivalry. So, you know, according to them at least. But you got you got to give uh, a lot to the administration. They they seem to be doing a lot of things to draw the people back. Uh, it's not so much the product on the field, but uh, 
there's been years where we've had better teams and haven't had this much fan support. So it's awesome to see the, the crowd uh, stepping up in that aspect. Uh, as far as players, you got to shout out Luther Burden on the good side. Uh, he had the one carry for a 10-yard touchdown, uh, four catches, 66 yards, and the touchdown. So two scores uh, as a true freshman. That's, that's pretty good. Uh, Cody Schrader, as bad as offensive line was, uh, he had 14 carries for 84 yards, six yards average on that. Uh, I, I put out a tweet during the game. I was like, Schrader should be RB1 now. Like, and that that was during the game as it was going. Just the way the style he runs uh, fits this line scheme a little bit better, I feel like. Uh, you know, we – as I said earlier, we had 40 attempts for 97 yards, and he had 84 of those. So, yeah, 10 attempts. That's that's pretty good by that by that young guy. Uh, it was great to see 33 back there on defense. Chad Bailey, eight tackles, five solo, one tackle for loss. Uh, player that's been standing out to me the last couple of weeks, and I actually think he was brought up on uh, Tiger Talk tonight. But DJ Coleman, number seven on the defensive line. Uh, three tackles, one for a sack. He seems to be in the backfield a, a good bit. Uh, Jalen Carlisle, uh, he only had two tackles, one pass deflected, but he had the huge interception in the end zone. Uh, and then as, as a team, we only had two penalties for 10 yards. That is really good to see coming out of the bye week. Yeah. And then the, the last thing I have is the win. They got the damn win. That's what we said last week. We don't care the score. Win the ball game. Well, they did that. Yep, 100%. Y'all have anything else you want to add? I, I guess I'll, I'll throw this in there real quick. Drink uh, told the TV guys, I know y'all were at the game, so you didn't get to hear this part during the broadcast, but he told TV guys, and they, they said this during the game, that he was going to, give Sam Horn some plays, uh, but he never – and then he said after the game, he was asked about it, I believe, by uh, Dave Matter, and he said he never felt comfortable in any spot in the second half to put him in. Uh, I don't know how much worse he could have done other than 30 plays, 83 yards, three turnovers, two punts, missed field goal, 2.7 yards per play, but uh, yeah. I, I guess we could have lost the game. Yeah, and I mean, we were kind of talking about this in the group chat today. There was a lot going on. I haven't checked on it since like noon, but um, it. If you look at all of our games that we've played, aside from this, you know, the seventeen point, I, I'd, I'd like to go back and look and see what the largest lead was at any given time. Um, you know, all the games we've played so far this year have been close for the most part. For for the majority of the game, it has been close. Um, Louisiana Tech game, I'd imagine. Yeah, um, game. And yeah, even then, I mean, it's just hasn't really been that point where you know you can kind of sit back and relax. It's the whole the whole time you're you're just on the edge of your seat, waiting to see what you know what in the world's going to happen. Yeah. You think about the uh, we're at the start of the second half. I feel like that would have been a good spot to put Horn in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, mean, doesn't it though? Like you know, fresh. We were up seventeen zero. Mm-hmm. Fresh, fresh half. 
maybe put some spark, you know, because Vanderbilt hasn't seen him yet, a little bit of energy. Um, and then you can go back to Cook after that for game management to finish out the game. But I thought – and, again, I didn't know that Drink had said this. Uh, got to the, got to Fro, uh, got to Columbia very early Saturday morning, met up with some friends, and I was in a case race for the majority of that. <laughs> so um, I didn't know that, but, you know, listening – podcasts and whatnot afterwards i heard about this but does this seem like a good time to maybe try them out there in that game i don't know if we're gonna have uh, an opportunity for that against kentucky or south carolina so yeah that seems like he, a, a spot i would there, try them yeah even if he went out there and handed the ball off three times in a row and they punted like you could say you put him in the game yeah <laughs> <right>. <laughs> like uh so i don't i don't know how much more it's worth talking about until uh Drinkwitz does something different. And let, I want Brady Cook to play good enough to where we don't have to worry about another quarterback coming in. That is my hope. But uh, with the play, the, yeah, it, with with the play the way it has been, uh, yes, I would love to see somebody else trot it out there and at least try. Yeah. That's, I'm, and that, I don't know. I'm, I'm to the point where. I'm I'm kind of done hoping. I've just accepted the fact that, you know, if we if we do get to see him at any point during the season, um, I'll just be pleasantly surprised. I guess I'm I'm just kind of tired of you know sitting and waiting and hoping and okay when's you know when's going to be the next bad play for for drink to be like okay you know let's let's give it a shot. So yeah. I don't know at this point I'm just kind of sitting back and waiting and, and riding out the season and. <laughs> you won, Drink. You've you've made me just accept that Cook's going to be the quarterback for now, and I'm done. I'm done hoping. Yeah. But one one thing to point out too in this is Drinkwitz has not gave up on this year's team uh, being becoming bowl eligible and trying to climb out of the bottom of the East. Uh, when Brady took that big hit and was like he laid on the ground a little bit, like that had to hurt. Uh, did y'all happen to notice who who put their hat on and was warming up on the sideline in case in case Brady couldn't go? I was, did see, I did see him. Uh, it, it was Jack Abraham. So, yeah. yep. uh, Jack's only possible to be here for this year. So, playing him as the backup only benefits this year's team. It has nothing to do for the future of, of the program as far as developing players. So, mm-hmm. by drink warming him up. Uh, that tells me he, he's he still has high hopes for this year. Uh, yeah. And it, as ugly as a win as it was, it was a win, and maybe that's what we needed. And, you know, we've had three close losses in SEC play, so maybe this is turning the page and they find their mojo, and we look back on this as a turning point in the season. I sure hope so. Definitely. Updated SEC East standings after last weekend. Georgia sitting at the top 4-0, and Tennessee 3-0. and that's going to be a really good game when they play each other later in the year. Uh, then under that, you have South Carolina, Kentucky, uh, both two and two. Below that, Florida and Missouri, one and three. And then Vandy at the bottom, 0 oh and four. Mm. So that is your updated SEC East. Uh, do we want to get into that door section or move to this week in Mizzou history? I just have two games. It's going to be quick. 
Let's do the history real quick, and then we'll get into the uh, – so we can take our time. Yeah, we're going to take it way back, October 27th, 2012. Missouri 33, Kentucky 10. Cole, would you happen to know why that's an important game in Mizzou history? Say the game again. 2012, Mizzou 33, Kentucky 10. It's our first SEC win, I'm assuming. I was a member of the SEC, yes. Yeah. I remember so, the SEC, yeah, 2012, 10 years I think ago. we lost to Vanderbilt that year before we beat Kentucky for that game. <laughs> Jeepers. Is that right? <laughs> I think we're right. <laughs> start off our – start off our uh, – In our defense, uh, that was um, – what's his face? Is, uh, Franklin. Franklin. Yeah, that was Franklin's tenure there, and they were actually, like, fairly respectable back then. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, that's true. I, I thought you were talking about our Franklin, James Franklin. But you're no. talking about – Current Penn State, James. That was Franklin. super confusing, by the way, when he was our quarterback and then right. also the our coach for Vandy. Yes. It may have been our James Franklin because he was our quarterback in 13 when uh, we won the East, correct? Yeah, but didn't he get hurt and like Corbin Burkstresser play those games? I don't know. Because I, I could have swore that that year was like a lost season where Franklin was hurt. Uh, Matty Mock wasn't there yet, and then Corbin Bergstresser played like a bunch of the games. Well, no. Well, the the other game would be October 29th, nineteen sixty. Uh, y'all got the banner up in your man caves there. I I don't, but I made my felt. Zoo, uh, four touchdowns and shutout of Nebraska, twenty-eight nothing. Wah, wah, wah. They go on. Win the national championship in 1960. Looky there, boys. Those are those are good good times. Good days. Good times. Let's move into the outdoor section. Uh, Case, tell everybody what your outdoor <laughs> segment is this week. My outdoor segment this week. Um, well, I didn't do any hunting this past weekend. I was all homecoming out. And uh, did not get in the woods at all. Um, what What was your big outdoor thing Saturday after the game? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> you uh, good, didn't you? Got got caught in uh got caught in the the I seventy uh wildfire. So, uh, yeah my my usual two hour drive home from Columbia to, to Northern Kansas City took a little detour when I had to drive uh, through uh, Fayetteville. To get it back around, but uh, outside of Boonville. No, don't say that. Fayette. Fayette. Is it Fayette? Not, yeah, it's Fayette, not Fayetteville. That's down there where Skeeter is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry if I've offended anyone from that part of the state. I'm a, no, I'm a north no. northern Missourian. Uh, You're good. <laughs> uh, nice folks. I had a, we hung out in a in a Casey's with uh, pretty much every other Kansas City Mizzou fan ever. Uh, we all just needed to pee or stop somewhere for uh, for something to drink. So the, the kid working there told a story. So out in the news is fake. This is what the kid told me. Said that a uh, combine had to get a torch out to work on it, get to remove a bolt, and he ended up catching the combine on fire, which got the entire field on fire, which rolled with the with the you know it hadn't rained before like yesterday for like forever it seemed, and the winds were blowing extremely hard, and it just rolled and rolled and ran into town and. Uh, I was told it burnt a few houses and a church down, and then it just engulfed I seventy, right? Yeah. So, well, yeah. Stopped just before I seventy. Was just before. I mean, I didn't obviously never saw I seventy where it was, but 
Yeah. Um, man, talk about a talk about a rough way to try and fix a combine. So right. y'all finished your homecoming with a nice little bonfire with other Mizzou fans along I seventy. Oh boy, so let me tell you. So I had <laughs> I had been going pretty hard, and I didn't you know drink for most of the game. So we give wife gets keys to the truck. She's driving me and my buddy home. And uh, we get stuck in that, and like tensions are high because like we don't know. Like we're like I'm, I got a map on my phone trying to figure out how we're to go around this. No one knows anything. I got a just pounding headache, and everyone in the truck is like arguing on which way we should go. And it, <laughs> <laughs> for what was a really fun day. I mean, Mizzou, you know the game, but it was a fun day. You know, hanging out, hanging out, buddies. You know, having a good time. Boy, was that a terrible way to end the day. Yeah, <laughs> now I'm not as bad as pop people lost their home. I'm not trying to say that, but I am trying to say that was the most stressful truck ride I think I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I would say so, man. I would say so. That uh ooh, yeah, it's a sad situation for sure, but luckily nobody's lives were lost. So yeah, you know, worth everybody's kind of getting there. Well, I'll We'll finish out the amateur portion of the outdoor section before we turn it over to our professional outdoorsman. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're bringing somebody on then because I know you're not talking about me. <laughs> I did not go out Saturday at all. Uh, was on daddy duty Saturday morning with the boys. Uh, and then Saturday evening, it was pretty nice warm weather and, you know, cold kind of chastised me last week and he said you stay home and you watch a game it's on essay so i listened and stay home and uh i don't i don't know like as warm as it was i, I probably wouldn't have went hunting anyways but I, I chose to watch the zoo game and then sunday morning uh i just felt like sleeping in a little bit so i was up at 6 30 and i was like i'm not i'm not going out there it wasn't daylight yet but i didn't have time to drive out to the wma and hunt and so i went out about 11 o'clock and tried to do some scouting for fresh sign of you know under pre-rut and just not finding anything around here right now i've heard of a few people starting to find some scrapes north of me uh no rubs yet but uh, maybe it's it'll trickle down. We're getting some cooler weather this week, and uh, so I I found a good opening, uh, majority hardwoods, and set up my ground blind. And went back Sunday evening to hunt it, and right at last light, I had a deer come in about twelve yards, but I couldn't even make out the top of the head to see if it was doe or buck. So I wasn't going to shoot at that point. Yeah. Uh, and I let it trickle on out before I, I got out. And then I, I'm about a mile from where I parked to where I hoof it back to the blind. And I get about halfway back and I realized I took my glasses off and left them in the lawn chair in the ground blind. Cool. So I had, mm. had to turn around and walk back, get my glasses, and then walk back to the truck. So uh, not not anything worth really talking about. <laughs> oh, man. I don't, I, I, in all honesty, I don't really have much either. I mean, I got some, some intel from this last week. Um, pulled, uh, we were talking before we started recording that, you know, we, we haven't really been much on, uh, on cameras. Um, but I did put a new camera out last week 
and was in the area and just decided to pull it real quick before this rain. So I figured I could pull it and then let the rain, you know, wash my scent away. So no harm, no foul. Uh, glad I did two very nice bucks. Um, both of which are occasionally daylighting, um, which is kind of exciting. I told myself this year that I wasn't going to, you know, hunt one specific buck and, you know, name them and all that good stuff. I was just going to go out and have fun and shoot a bunch of does early season, which I have. Um, but it is exciting to see that, you know, a new property there, there are good deer on it. Um, a lot of deer. And so I figured it's going to be, it'd be real nice here in about the next week, week and a half. Um, you know, getting into the first week of November. Um, that's my favorite time of year. That's my favorite week to hunt. Um, the the last two bucks I've killed in the last two years have been in the first week of November, the third and the fifth. Um, so yeah, just we're we're getting to that point. Scrapes, all the scrapes I've seen are just red hot. Um, licking branches are just about you know no leaves left on them. They're all in hickories too, which I don't know if you've ever seen that. So Skeeter, if you're not seeing much sign, I don't know, maybe look at a hickory on the field edge or something like that. But um, yeah, their grounds all tore up. Um, and then this, the videos that I have a deer, I mean, their necks are already, you know, starting to swell up and we're, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, give it a, give it a shot tomorrow at uh, trying some calling, you know, early morning. Uh, I'm going to go, God, tomorrow morning and sit and we'll see we'll see what happens i i forgot i i do have a missouri deer hunting story uh to throw in there my wife uh cousin has a little five acre plot off table rock outside branson and uh they got him a real nice uh almost 10 point there uh with his bow uh, I think it was last Thursday or Friday, but he's, he's been, you know, camera hunting pretty hard and yeah. his bucks split up in groups or split up from their groups. Uh, he said they're, they're individuals now, uh, and they're, they're starting. He's noticing when he's getting pictures of those, it won't most of the time shortly after there's a buck coming through, uh, so there's a there's a little bit of rut activity going on around the Table Rock Lake, and even said there were some chips missing on uh, some of the some of the tines to where he could tell he'd been fighting already. His next started to have a little bit of swell to it, but like you say, it wasn't like full blown rut, uh, you know, like a bull neck. So, uh, hmm. real nice looking buck there. Do you think we're starting into the very start of the rut now? Yeah, I think we're I think we're definitely we're getting real close to uh, getting real close to pre rut. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I don't think we're quite there yet. You know, it mm-hmm. all all has to do with uh, the amount of daylight. Um, but yeah, I think yeah. we're I think we're getting real close. I'm gonna try and go out for a a little bit. I got some family stuff going on. I'm gonna do our. Uh... Shout out to Fun Farm in Kearney, Missouri. Got to go our yearly trip to there, so we'll do that Saturday morning. But I think Saturday night we're gonna go out. I'm gonna go out and spend some time in the stand, and and Sunday, um, I think I'm gonna try and spend majority of the day out there. So I am interested to see if we're getting to that pre red or not. It's exciting. The red's red's such an exciting time to hunt. It's almost like I was telling Cole earlier. It's almost time for the orange to get out. 
Come yep. Time to break out the big stick. Orange army. I got the. I did get. I did get the the two seventy sided in last weekend, so I did that. Always nice. good to fight, fight that in real quick before. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen in that gun safe. If it hits something or that thing comes off, and it did. It was actually. I had it sided in last season. I sided in this weekend, and it was like nine low and one left. So you never wow. know. They can they can always come off. And it's a good vortex scope, but um, I think it just gets banged around, you know, in the truck all all year, and then in the safe, and got to get yeah. them back back true. Yeah, That's- we're uh, we're getting yeah, it's crazy. We're getting close, and that reminds me too. I need to go out and do a little sighting in. We're supposed to go on a uh, uh, elk trip to New Mexico in January. Um, cool. So yeah, I need to. Get the rifle started in for that one. It'll be exciting. Good stuff. That's a wrap on our outdoor section. So moving along this Saturday, October 29th at 3 p.m. in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, Wrong Columbia. Bad Columbia. (laughs) Our three and four Mizzou Tigers travel to take on number 25. They're new in the polls. Five and two, South Carolina. It'd be a good time to take them out of the polls. Uh, it's supposed to be 75 and sunny, 3 p.m. Central kickoff. ESPN has it at a 68.2 in favor of South Carolina on their predictor. South Carolina is a four-point favorite and over-under at 47. The Gamecocks come in riding a four-game winning streak. They beat University of Charlotte 56-20. South Carolina State, 50-10. to 10. University of Kentucky, 24-14. And Texas A&M last week, 30-24. And out of that four-game stretch, their worst home attendance was against the University of Charlotte. And they had 62,000-some-odd change there. So their smallest crowd in this recent stretch is still just a little bit bigger than our biggest crowd so far. So... Uh, we're going to have to travel and have to deal with that. I, I'm uh, really jealous of their intro. That is one of the uh, great college football intros, I feel, when they start playing Sandstorm and yeah. they get the waving going. Uh, but I hope that's about all they get to enjoy of the game for the fans that are attending as far as South Carolina fans. It'll probably be a close one. Um, Mizzou's played everyone close this year, even on the road, besides Kansas State, I guess. Uh, but that seems to be our MO. It also seems to be our MO to lose these games close on the road. So that's kind Man, of this I'm game. I mean, this one. yeah, I mean, looking at this game, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, – just looking at the stats between, you know, our leading players, leading rushers, leading passers, leading receivers. Um, I think this game's a lot more evenly matched than – than um than we believe. I mean yeah. Cook and Rattler are almost identical. Like yeah uh QBR Rattler's actually worse. So yeah they're Cook's one twenty Cook's one twenty eight of one ninety six. Rattler's one twenty four of one ninety five. Uh Cook has like forty no thirty eight less yards but one more touchdown and one less interception. Rattler has five touchdowns, eight interceptions. So, where the big gap is, though, is their rushers. This is yeah. from what I'm seeing. So, but 
that's one of our strong suits or, you know, it, in, uh, in the previous games, that's been kind of one of our strong suits is stopping the run and, you know, just our defense in general. So you guys are aware of like university of Iowa right now, right? They're yeah. just, they're oh, just, yeah. they, they can't. My boss throw... is a huge Iowa fan and he's so frustrated with like, he's a I hybrid think... Hawkeye and Tiger. And yeah. he's like, I don't know why I'm doing this to myself. He's like, between the two teams, there's like zero touchdowns every week. Yeah. <laughs> so we yeah. might, and someone brought this up to me. So I don't want to, this is from 573Ts. He actually brought this up to me on Twitter today. But we, we need to adopt that mindset. Uh, yeah. Cook can't be trusted with these to make these throws. I mean, that, that throwing the interception, the first interception he had. This past week was ridiculous. There's no need for oh, it. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. It was terrible. Um, and a bad part of the field, too. But anyways, to my point, it's time to start running QB runs. It's time to start running uh, Cody. It's time between the tackles over and over and over. And guess what? That's going to stall out. That may only get us a first down, and then a, then we punt. And that we're going to do that constantly. We, you know, Hopefully, it's a nice day. There's no wind. With no wind, I trust me, it's a little more. He had trouble with the wind. Last week, but it was really, really windy in Columbia. Um, I think we can muck it up enough, or we can win that game. I don't at least you know be in it. Um, but I, I think you've got a maybe some end rounds with Burden, maybe some, you know, fine. Maybe some, I want to see more Wildcat. What about that, guys? What about Wildcat? Where's that been? Can yep. we break that out again? You know, yeah, I would run a whole drive. Get the ball twenty five. Why not just try a whole <laughs> drive of Burden back there? He can hand off four or five times. He can run one. Right. He can pitch it. You can run option. Why don't we run more options? Cook Cook's got legs. You know. Do you remember what Army did to us last year in that bowl game, where mm-hmm. they would be like option, 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 random slant, went for twenty five because no one expected it. Right. Or tight I don't know end, why tight end like literally straight up. You know, exactly. Get out of the field. Just let let's let Lovett run for ten yards downfield and under a bubble under a bubble. Hopefully everyone over pursues that and he's wide open. I don't know. Um, I know that's not exactly drinks mo because he's like an offensive genius or that's what he was billed as, and that's kind of the opposite of that. Uh, but man, you got to think with our defense how well they're playing. That is that's the best way to win games right now. Anyone else? What's your guys' opinion on that? Well, speaking of drinks, offensive genius. Did y'all see his presser today? We mentioned game. about maybe getting an OC. Yes, he yes. he refuses to do it this year because he says he's created the problem. And it's up to him to fix it. And he probably uh, wants to actually interview some guys, right, and find someone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's that's a little promising. Yeah, you gotta like that he's at least brought it up. Yeah. Uh, the big uh, thing to to watch here, uh, like. Cole was saying we were pretty evenly matched as far as numbers, uh, but they they lead the SEC in average kickoff return at a little over 31 yards average return on kickoff and one touchdown. Uh, they're averaging 16 yards a punt return, and they've had two punt return touchdowns. And so Beamer Ball, of course, is special teams coming from his dad at Virginia Tech there. So we are going to have to play sound in all three phases. That's not just a quick cliche saying this week. Uh, Beamer, I saw a little tidbit of him. Uh, really respect him at first because he said our defense is legit and they're playing lights out. 
he kind of lost me when he got talking about offense. And the first thing he said was offensive line is good. So I, <laughs> I don't know if it's rat poison or what, but <laughs> that's exactly uh, what that is. It's rat poison. So uh, it's just turnovers, offense. We can't be, you know, like you look at our, our defense on the, on the scoring points per game. And that is not reflective to how that defense has played this year. Uh, you take into considerations the short fields that they've had to rush out there on the field after a turnover, and I'm surprised it's not worse than what it is. Like, uh, I'm afraid that that might take away some of the value of actually how good this defense is. So, with a defense like that, you're going to be in every ball game. The offense gives you a chance to. Uh, so, keep it close. Protect the ball. Play all three phases, and we've got a chance. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Make the, don't let offense get us out of the game. That's what we. That's what we did in Florida. Is we let the offense take us out of the game when the defense kept us, tried to keep us in it. And we came back and got it close. Uh, and I don't know, Auburn's this whole thing. But I, mean, I would. I would say, I would just prepare fans that brace yourself for us going down into that hole early. Um, we have in years past, and I think even I think Luther Burden brought it up in the uh, post-game press conference that they scored on their first series of the year for the first time um, in this previous game against Vanderbilt. They hadn't done that yet this year, so scored that was one thing that they were trying to – yeah, scored a touchdown. Scored a touchdown, um, yeah. And yeah, so, that as well. you know, that's obviously a good thing. Um, but, yeah, just, you know, in, in – previous games one thing that we've seen is them you know not be able to uh have a really they've had a really really slow first quarter so let's hope that doesn't yeah. <laughs> let's hope that doesn't continue it really wasn't too bad this game it was it was uh the second half it was a problem because really the first yeah. quarter wasn't terrible this week no it wasn't i'm excited for it uh i don't know if we'll be celebrating or if we'll be having a funeral afterwards but um, <laughs> i'm looking forward to it it's why we're fans right that's right yeah yeah I was, uh, if i wasn't excited for it then i wouldn't be making a podcast weekly about it right yeah we're <laughs> invested in it so. exactly very emotionally invested in this team yeah go out and have another k-state game then uh, we're one week away from basketball so it'll be easy transition <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? This has always been a basketball podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys have any, any other closing thoughts you need uh, want to add in there to this on any of the topics we touched on tonight or anything you, you wanted to bring up? No, I just want to say uh, to the Mizzou fans that helped fill up the stadium, good job. Let's keep it rolling. And I was proud of us as a fan base for showing up for a team that has been lackluster. Yeah. Yep, and uh, keep you know keep supporting the black and gold. If you can get yep. to the game, do it. Um, but also at the same time, man, this is the uh, we we talked about earlier. These next two and a half, three weeks in the deer woods. If you're a deer hunter, um, it's the the best time to get out. So do a little bit of pre scouting um, and and get out there and get it done. Ground beef's getting more and more expensive, so go put some venison in for you. Amen, bro. 
that's that's why hey if a doe walks in front of me tomorrow it's a wrap oh buddy i'm not even, i can't eat antlers <laughs> it's exactly it was right. it was it was a that was a fun thing to say last couple of seasons when i could i could afford beef you know for a local right. butcher now yeah. now <laughs> it's fat does all day that's right man freezer <laughs> queen it is freezer, freezer queen, queen season exactly it's economy this is not a, this is not a trophy hunting economy yeah but as far as the football team we got our first sec win last week so let's get our first road win this week let's yeah. do it drink the curse drink yeah or let's do it. well for skeeter case cole uh signing us off hope everybody has a good week m-i-z-z-o-u go tigers take care y'all <laughs>